we're recording okay. now. This is this will be interesting. I'm excited to see how this goes. Um, we may find that from a quality standpoint, this is every bit as uh, right. good as it was when we did it in person. I may never have to see you again. Oh, <laughs> that would break no. my heart, James. Isn't it, it is interesting yes. how, you know, I was on a, a Zoom meeting last night and um, one of the, it was like our church small group. And one of the guys was um, for like all day, every day, he's an IT guy. So like he's spending his mm -hmm. entire day on Zoom with people yes. and just, just feels like he's about to lose his mind. And what's, what's bizarre is that you'd think it's like, okay, well, you're seeing people's faces, you're seeing, you know, you're having conversation with all different kinds of folks, but there is something mm -hmm. that's being missed in, in that, you know, in the digital space of interaction. So um, I know I taught for the first time this morning on zoom and, um, it was a wonderful feeling of connection, but it's nothing mm -hmm. like being live with people. And it's just yeah. an energetic thing, I think, that doesn't get transmitted um, virtually. The, being in somebody's presence, there's a lot mm -hmm. to be said for the energy of being present with another human being. Mm -hmm. It's. I wonder if it's the smell. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it feels like a bizarre thing, right? But there, I know. But, but I'm thinking pheromones because I'm not yeah. like I don't really touch people. I'm not a big toucher. Um, I don't I taste think it's, people. You know, so there's it's the like sight, a vibration or a frequency. Yeah. I think it's energy. I I don't know. I, I it, to me, it is an energetic frequency that mm. we you know we're all spinning atoms right and mm. um and anyway, so we're getting deep here, i know so. yes <laughs> well welcome everybody yes. to super together i'm james cochran and i'm ginger rothis and we are uh once again um how many miles apart are we would you say uh, 10, 15 yes. miles apart, yes. somewhere around there. Uh, but we can see each other's eyeballs um, mm -hmm. through the magic of technology, hear each other's voices also through the magic of technology. And uh, today we wanted to spend some time talking about grace. Mm -hmm. That's grace, G-R-A-C-E. Um, I don't know what it means. I'd, I'd love to <laughs> know what it means because I think we... It'd be valuable not in sort of a, you know, Webster's Dictionary defines grace, mm -hmm. but in more of a, um, we, we, I put out just like a, a an alert because we are just, we just kind of decided on a whim, like, let's record an episode because we've got the space and time to do it. Um, and Ginger had a really great morning and she's feeling jazzed and, and <laughs> I think it's just had a lot of energy to jump in. Um, so I put out this message and said, what should we talk about? And uh, Kay McCarthy, who I hope to have on the show at some point, a brilliant family attorney, state certified mediator, said we should have a conversation about grace and the ways in which we open up more grace uh, for the people in our lives as a function of the uniqueness of this situation. So when we talk about grace, when we talk about grace, that's the broader, I guess, uh, idea we're looking at. Um, so I guess I'd I'd say, what are we talking about? 
Well, to me, grace is um, the in this context of relationships, it is like unconditional love, and it's mm. the ultimate forgiveness. It's or another phrase is letting somebody off the hook. Uh, I'm not going to hold mm. you, you know, responsible or feel like a victim. Or um, grace is that we let all of that fade away because our love and our relationship is more important than whatever just triggered me in that moment um, that I'm struggling to forgive for. So grace to me is a sense of letting go, let, not holding on to a grudge, not holding on to um, a hurt, but really letting it diffuse away as we're all humans doing the best we can and we have to give each other some space to mess up sometimes. Yeah. So there is a sort of fundamentally relational element, we mm -hmm. might say, toward grace. Um, I mean, we could maybe get into at some point, what does it look like to treat ourselves with grace and maybe, yes maybe i do want to talk maybe, about maybe. that today okay great because um, i think i think it's tied to the ability to show somebody else grace really that training comes from beginning to show yourself grace and when you're beating mm. yourself up you're more likely to beat up other people and when you're being self-compassionate which is something i like to talk about then you become more compassionate with others so i do think yeah. that's an important piece yeah so you know, um, I saw a message online that said something to the effect of, you know, this is these are unprecedented times where um, nobody is prepared to be all of the things we're being asked to be, um, especially those of us who are sort of we're we're working from home. We are having to parent slash educate our kids or take far more responsibility for that than most of us are used to. And um and so I think what we're, one of the things I remember in our, you know, so you're quarantined with your partner episode that we talked about is, okay, so let's name this as an unprecedented situation. And then let us consider that we should give each other a lot of grace because of that. Um, and so there's, so one of the things I guess I would say to, to maybe challenge us farther or push us farther is ask the question about, um, if grace is conditional on our circumstances, is it still grace? Like, should I be able to give you grace all the time? Um, you know, would, would those, should those standards be the same or is it just in these moments that it gets called out? Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering what's there if we ask that question. That's a really good question. I think it should be the standard that it's there all the time. Um, but I think that why we probably are being a little more intentional about grace and talking about it today is because in this situation, we are all easily triggered. And so I think we're just a little our psyches are a little more fragile than um, they were a couple months ago. And so yes, the spirit of showing others grace always, is a standard of living that I think we're all called to uphold. However, I think in times where we are easily triggered or it's bringing out the worst in us and uh, which mm -hmm. stress, fear um, do, then we have to be even more careful and intentional about checking in with ourselves. Why am I behaving the way I'm behaving? Why might that person be behaving the way they're behaving? And to me, that's a little more about uh, grace in relationships right now. Yeah. So there's, so in a way it's, uh, you should always be washing your hands. 
Um, exactly. But right now, you really need to wash your hands. Perfect uh, example. The, the stakes, we could say, are higher, or they feel higher, at least. Um, you know, there is a, um, and, and part of it is, you know, we have more opportunities, I think, to offer grace to each other. Um, I am finding uh, that I am, it, it is it is easy for me not to be my best self. Um, and, and that has been the case in the past several weeks. And I think, um, my, you know, I, I won't comment on whether or not it's easy for my wife to be her best self. Um, but I, but again, I'd, I'd say that it feels, um, and maybe it's just because we're spending a lot more time together, but there is more like I'm, my grace muscle is being asked to work more than it is usually asked uh, to work. So thinking about that. Okay. So grace is a letting go. It is a, I am confronted with some measure of transgression, some measure of disrupted expectation, we might say. Um, there is, I, I want the world to be this way. Um, and it is in fact that way. Now, what what I think we're saying is that grace is the ability to respond to that um, disrupted expectation with, um, so I'll give you an example right now. As I record this podcast, not 10 feet away from me um, is my wife. Now there's a sliding glass door in between us. Um, my wife is the type of person who does not abide messes. And when you're cooped up in house with your children, messes abound. Uh, right now she is hosing down the patio um, because it's been rainy. So there was mud on there. And so she wants that mud to be gone. And my instinct is to be like, what are you doing? Making all that noise out there. I'm in here recording a podcast. Like that's like, I'm being transgressed, right? Like my expectation of the world should be silent. Lindsay should be silent, you know, out there. Now in reality, she's not being all that disruptive. Like, you know, it's a, it's a good microphone. The, their sound proofing is fine. Um, so grace is my ability to say, I'm letting go of my right to retribution, of my right to um, to see justice done. We might say, like, there is that. Am, am I getting? Am I being too legalistic in the way that I'm uh, understanding these words? No, I think that's good. I and I would add, like, what's going on with me that this is bothering mm. me, right? Why right. Why do I feel so? Sometimes I think that we kind of feel like nothing ever goes our way. And so when mm. these little things happen, it just hits that wound of why doesn't anything go the way I want it to? And and a lot of us kind of live with that, I think, in the back of our minds throughout the day. So then when the line is too long or um, somebody messes up your order or um, you know, it, at a restaurant or those little things, then you overreact. But it's kind of... Um, it's kind of like it hit the wound of, I want to be in control and I want things to go the way I want them to go. And mm -hmm. so what you're bringing up is, yeah, let let go of that. Lindsay doing that right now isn't a reflection or a disrespect of you, um, mm -hmm. right? And we And so that's the piece, I think, of the checking in of like, why is this bothering me so much? Why am I triggered by this? Uh, and then that helps soften that angst um, mm. toward the other person. Yeah. So if I so if I fully allow myself to so if grace becomes a posture, um, then it will begin with rethinking my own expectations of the situation. 
so saying, so, so first ask the question, how reasonable is it for me to expect perfection from this person? And again, and in, in the, in the framework of perfection means everything goes my way or I'm in complete control. Like, so immediately we start to see it crumble, you know, this, these notions of, um, what are we actually, um, talking about? But so if I begin there challenging my own expectations, then I can move to a place where I can say, okay, in a world where, um, I'm not in perfect control, where people aren't everything that I expect them to be, where my wife can't fully comprehend every one of my wants and desires and expectations. How would I then interpret her behavior? And, and in that case, I think, okay, well, she's just, you know, she's cleaning the patio. Like, and it's not a slight against me. It's not a, you know, wanton disrespect. Um, I was talking with my therapist this week and we were trying to differentiate between um, the things that make me angry versus the things that, things that make me sad. And one of the things that I think elicits anger in me is like when somebody like looks me in the eyes and defies me, you know, and there's one person in my life that does that. And it's my four and a half year old. Nobody else in my life looks <laughs> me in the eyes and just does the opposite of what I expect of them. And if we think about it like that, it's like, okay, well, and then I think about it, okay, well, it's a four and a half year old. So what are my expectations of a four and a half year old? But beyond that, I think that if we really investigate the way other people relate to us and how we relate to ourselves, you mentioned that softening. And again, I think that mm -hmm. our, our, our view of the world starts to soften. I'm imagining, you know, the light around my wife start to sh change, you know, it's like, instead of seeing, you know, her as, you know, in this dark channel four news, got you, you know, caught in the act of doing something villainous. I'm instead, you know, seeing, you know, the halo around her of like, oh, my wife's great. Look at her, you know, cleaning the patio. Um, right. That that analogy, I probably took a little too far, but you know. I think that was a good illustration, <laughs> actually. Yeah, because you're you are right. It's the lens through which you see her. It is it that she's out to ruin my life, or she's just outside cleaning the patio, and I'm recording a podcast, and all mm -hmm. is well, right? It's it's yes, that's the softening. I think that mm -hmm. um, that we could all entertain a little bit more. Yeah. Does grace, um, what does it, I guess, how do we cultivate grace proactively? Because I think I can, part of our conversation thus far has been a, um, there's a reactivity to it, not in a negative sense, but like a, a responsiveness. Like I respond to a disruption of my expectations through grace. And so I say, hey, partner who is doing things this way, or, you know, a fellow citizen who's doing something in a different way. You know, one of my favorite quotes, um, let me rephrase that. One of my favorite ideas, because it's a quote, but I've never actually seen the quote and I don't know what the quote is, but it's Marcus Aurelius and it's it's sort of one of the foundations of um, mindfulness and rational emotive behavior therapy. But it basically just says, you know, I'm going to go in the world and be met with all kinds of distress. Uh, but at the end of the day, everybody is everybody's literally just trying to do their best. Yes. And I think that that is when I think about, you know, if I step away from the way I'm relating to my wife and instead think about this in terms of how I'm relating to my fellow citizens, I'm thinking about this as everybody's just trying to do their best. 
so anyway, so that's, so there's a, there's a responsiveness to it. So if I get cut off or somebody, you know, takes the last thing of ice cream, Ginger, I have to say, I am in a the dire ice cream situation right now. I have, oh, no. I have like one serving and it's not even oh. a very generous serving of ice cream. Um, and so I'm, oh. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, 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 it's forcing me to reconsider what is essential really mean, um, <laughs> in terms of leaving these ones out. But um, so again, back to my original thought of yes, cultivating grace. Yes. Yeah, but cultivating mm -hmm. it in a proactive sense. Like, how do I move through the world with grace, like just sort of already loaded? So well, I love that idea of everyone doing the best they can. And and I think that's just, a, you know, we live from a fundamental place of everybody's mm -hmm. out to get me or everybody's really doing the best they can. And, mm -hmm. and that shapes everything we do. But Yes, if we really look at, and so if we bring it back to relevancy right now, if we're living with people we love the most, and yet we're spending a lot of time with them in close quarters and, and grating on each other's nerves at times, um, that looking at each other, that, that concept of looking at each other and saying, I know they're doing the best they can. We're all feeling fear. We're all feeling annoyance. We're all self-absorbed right now. And so their behavior is not um, an indication of the quality of person that they are, mm -hmm. nor is it an indication of the quality of our relationship. Their behavior is just a factor of what's going on inside them right now. And, but that's giving them the benefit of the doubt. That's no letting that other know in our hearts that person is trying to survive this crazy existence. And when we, I, you know, I think that's a lack of self-absorption, I guess, when we can mm -hmm. see ourselves as um, not the victim of somebody else's behavior, but instead I'm observing your behavior and I understand why you are acting the way you are and not get personally triggered by it. I think that's mm -hmm. a big piece of our work right now too, is this is not about me. This is about, um, you know, them processing what's happening in our world. Yeah. Is there, I'm thinking about, um, grace is a privilege. Um, mm -hmm. I can't, I can't remember where I saw or who kind of brought it to my attention, but someone named this idea of people who are in abusive relationships, mm -hmm. um, that a stay at home order is probably like the worst kind yes. of reality to be living in. And so I guess, you know, we looked at, let's let's have more grace in spaces where you know there is more need for grace so to speak you know that we we have grace in proportion to the need for grace um so i guess i i want to at least engage the question you know what does it look like to engage with grace or maybe not in a space where somebody is um wounding us in a mm -hmm. way that is not I don't want to say forgivable, but they're wounding us in a way that feels uh, targeted, that feels pointed. Yes. Maybe we could go so far as to say like abusive or toxic. So because I think that there is a place where we say, okay, I like I can respond to that with grace, but we don't want to necessarily live in a space like that. Yeah, I think that's I've been concerned about that with people mm -hmm. that um, were in tumultuous relationships and now are forced to stay in that situation. Um, and I think that what we're saying is, yes, don't be a doormat and don't take the abuse and you don't mm -hmm. deserve that. Um, but to survive this time, 
I think the grace in that situation needs to be placed inward of mm. caring for yourself while you're in this abusive situation or where it's not letting that person off the hook for their behavior. It's caring for yourself because you are being hurt and wounded. And so part of that is, you know, of course, boundary setting, but also just that inward sense of compassion of saying to yourself, I see you, this is hard. I'm with you in this as if you're on your own team, you have your own back. This will, this is temporary, you know, giving yourself that hope. And that's a way of giving yourself grace in a horrible situation Mm -hmm. because you're, you're right. You humans do not deserve to be treated poorly. And if that is happening, grace does not mean we just accept it and take it. I think grace in that sense is how do I care for my own heart and soul through this very difficult time? Yeah. I'm I'm also thinking about that in terms of, you know, the way that we might respond to our leaders if we're disappointed in them, right? So there is, and, and some of that is a giving ourselves grace to work through that distress, but there's a, there's a part of us where we say, you know, hey, they're doing their best. But we should also name that their best is not sufficient, you know, for what what our expectations are, or what our need is. And I think that that gets into places where, you know, if we look at a spectrum of ways that we relate to each other, any of those interactions are going to be improved by adding grace. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, somebody doing something innocuous that just irritates me to somebody's doing something that actually does hurt me or or at least, you know, distresses me or makes me feel less connected to them, you know, all the way down to somebody is oppressing or abusing me, me choosing to respond to them with grace or to myself with grace is going to make the difference in terms of how survivable, how navigable, how how distressed I feel in the space of that interaction. I'm, I'm wondering if if we could give people... Um, or ask people to consider a, a particular idea or question or mantra or litmus test or something that they could carry with them to say, like, I'll give you an example. One of the things that I say to couples that I'm I'm coaching through is, is ask yourself the question, is what I'm about to do going to make me more closely connected to my partner? Like that's the mm-hmm. the litmus test. And when connection is the ultimate outcome, I think that that's, that's a great way of, you know, of challenging what are the types of things that foster connection and which things don't. But I think, is there something similar that we could apply with grace, where we could say to people, use this inner dialogue, this inner, you know, idea to help you become more graceful toward yourself or others? Yeah, I I think one is we're all doing the best we can. That's mm-hmm. one. Um, the um, I love you and I love me at the same time. That's mm-hmm. that's one of you know the the. I don't know. I, I, a catchy phrase is not coming to mind, but the no, no, idea, but, or one of the, like, I will let myself off of the hook during this time mm-hmm. and I'm going to let you off the hook during this time. Or, mm-hmm. um, I think to what you're saying with the, um, you know, does it foster connection? Um, I think that's a really good check-in of just that two second pause before you say that thing, Mm -hmm. just that pause of, is this going to be helpful or harmful? And to me and to the other person, um, or to this relationship, I think that that's, that's the key is that introspective pause of, you know, 
what am I really trying to achieve here? What's what's my yeah. ultimate goal? Yeah, and if and if that ultimate goal is responding with more grace and the recognition that that's going to help me be closer to the person that I want to be, right? Then I think that that's part of the question is like, what's the what's a more graceful response? Or or if we're trying to, you mentioned, you know, I'm going to let you off the hook and I'm going to let me off the hook. Mm-hmm. You know, I I wonder if there's even just people asking themselves, what is uh, what can I let go of here? Mm-hmm. You know, before I, you know, before mm-hmm. I go and approach my wife about this patio, you mm-hmm. know, cleaning thing, what, what can I let go of? And maybe mm-hmm. I can let go of all of it. Uh, maybe I can let go of most of it. Um, maybe I can only let go of some of it. And maybe that has to do with how I let go of my own sense of shame or guilt. You know, if I'm, if I'm being, um, abused or if I'm being, um, you know, victimized in some way, it's, it's letting go of my own, you know, sh- self-shaming dialogue. And, um, but even yet, yeah, so what, what can I let go of both for myself and for the person that I'm about to engage? That feels like a, um, I, for some reason I'm, I'm having this image. Um, I, I grew up in Christian environments and, um, have you heard of the expression, leave room for the Holy Spirit? <laughs> like when you're dancing too close at the middle school dance? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make room um, for Jesus between the yeah. two people? Yeah. Make room for Jesus. You know? <laughs> and so it's, it's so, so, you know, you don't, you don't want to be all up on somebody or at least that right. was the guidance, right? Right. So I'm wondering, you mentioned this idea of like taking two seconds. So maybe we first acknowledge, okay, grace is not always going to be our first instinct. Um, because we're not our best selves. Our partners aren't their best selves. Even if we're all just trying to do our best, we're not going to be firing on all cylinders. So if instead we say, okay, well, there has to be some space. So leave space for grace. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean oh, I like that it. to be so catchy, but, <laughs> but leave space for grace. And in that space is where we engage those questions of, um, you know, how can I let myself off the hook? How can I let my partner off the hook? Mm-hmm. Um, what is the, what is the graceful response look like here? Or what is the response that might be problematic? I think that mm-hmm. that, that to us is, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to formulate this idea, but I often tell my couples, you know, if, if they're, let's say they're in their forties, I, I say to them something like, you've been doing this wrong for 40 years. Um, and so, and so I'm, I'm trying to teach you how to do it right. So it's going to take some time. Um, and one of the things I'll try to instruct them on in terms of conversation is um, if you imagine your first reaction, because it is based on 40 years of doing it wrong, there will probably be something wrong in it. You know, there, there will be something that you can improve, something that you can do better. Um, so if we, if we think about creating that space for grace, we can say, okay, there's whatever my first instinct to, to do or to say is there's going to be some additional grace that I can inject into this situation or space. So I don't know, I guess the idea got there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I love it. And I think that that piece of kind of that self-compassion piece is in that pause, what what do I need? Working. Yes, I do. <laughs> um that that dog has a right to bark, right? It's not yeah, absolutely. we're giving absolutely. grace. Um mm-hmm. but but part of why I think we get so triggered and upset and start snapping and saying things we wish we hadn't said is because um, we're not tuning into why am I behaving this way? Why am I snapping at everybody? Um, Why am I losing my cool? And so in that pause is a, what do I need to do? You know what? Before I 
um, get upset that the kitchen is a mess yet again. Um, I just need to go outside for a little bit, or I need to, I need to let this go to use your phrase. I, does it really matter? Um, I think we have used our dishwasher more this week (laughs) than in the 12 years we've lived in this house. (laughs) And so the, you know, it's, those are the little irritants of like, again, I, the dishwasher is full. So I just have to let that go. Who cares if the, we run the dishwasher every day? And who cares if if the kitchen's a mess right now? That I have to choose to let that go so that I don't hurt the people I live with. And so I'm not upset. Um, but that pause is just, what do I need? Why is this bothering me? Oh, I'm feeling closed in. Okay, go stand outside. Or I, I need to go retreat for 10 minutes by myself and just sit in quiet and breathe. And then I'll re-enter this messy kitchen. But, but I think that part of showing somebody else grace is sh- asking yourself, what do I need to not mm-hmm. hurt this person with what I'm about to say? Yeah. Yeah. I like this idea that it is that, that we, we, I think so often when we think of our behaviors or the way that we relate to other people, we, we think of it as sort of uh, one directional, you know, mm-hmm. not in terms of the British boy band, but in terms of like how we um, <laughs> talk to each other, like the things that I say and do toward you. Um, but I think part of what you're naming is that that grace, if it's going to be something that we invite into our relationships, it has to be something that's bidirectional. Mm-hmm. So we have to say, to be my most graceful self, I have to offer that same grace toward myself that if I, um, if I treat myself like garbage, you know, and don't give myself any room for error, especially in a context like this, it's going to be really, really hard to offer that to anybody else. And at a minimum, it's going to be exhausting. You know, it's, it's going to be something that I'm not going to be able to do, um, in with any kind of sustainability, longevity or fullness. But so, yeah, I, I like that notion of let's look at the way that grace calls us not just to interact more effectively with our partners, but also to interact more effectively with ourselves. And I think we've extended this to to mean all the relationships, even with the people that we don't know or or think about um, all that often. You know, like washing your hands is an act of is an act of grace, is an act of compassion. It is a it is a way that we choose to be responsible for the people um, in our lives. Um, so anyway. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, that that's something we're witnessing right now that's pretty cool among humanity is that this act of compassion by protecting one another, this shelter in place, mm-hmm. quarantine, so that we flatten the curve, all these phrases that mm-hmm. now are part of our vocabulary. Um, that is an act of compassion among humanity. That's, that is the, to me, essence of saying we're all doing the best we can and let's help each other out and let's do whatever I can do as an individual to contribute to a greater good. Mm -hmm. I think we have raised a consciousness um, on the planet of humans helping other humans. I hope it, I hope it lasts. I hope, I hope we don't just, uh, you know, get through this and not learn anything from Mm -hmm. it. But I, I do see this trying to help one another, protect one another as a form of grace. Yeah. I like that. Well, um, have you watched anything cool on TV lately? No. Okay. So Rob was last night, Rob was watching some tiger 
Oh, Tina was telling me about this. Yeah. Actually, so Lindsay and I were having a, a Zoom date. Well, I don't know if it'll be Zoom or just text, but mm-hmm. um, uh, Tino and Samara and I are going to sit down oh, and fun. watch this at the same time. Okay. It, it, Tino said that the guy is from Oklahoma. Like, and, yes. like Tino went to this guy's exotic parks oh, or whatever. How, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, okay. Well, you may have um, to... <laughs> Weiss Robin to that because sure. um, last night I was working on all of these holy beautiful things for the class this morning and and I and I was like what are you watching <laughs> he's like this total train wreck <laughs> tiger I've seen thing that word used yeah. more than any other in describing the show is train wreck, so fu- yeah so then he started telling me about it and he was like getting excited at how ridiculous this whole world was with the tiger thing so anyway that's well, maybe, what he's doing yeah well maybe that will be yes. uh, future episodes. Yes. Breaking yes. that down in, in a relationship. In <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, ladies mm. and gentlemen, and uh, everybody in between, this has been super together. I'm James Cochran. You can find out more information about my practice at talkingwithjames.com. And I'm Ginger Rothis, and I'm at compassionfix.com. Uh, that'll be all for us today. We will uh, be back with you uh, next week with something else really cool. I yeah. Assume. Yes. Thank you all. Be well. Just-